Our next guest says that people with disabilities not only face various kinds of discrimination on a regular basis, but research shows they may also be more likely to be arrested. Aaron McCauley is a doctoral candidate in the field of policy analysis and management at Cornell University and is lead author of the study. Aaron, before we get into the results of your research, tell us how you went about doing this study. I was really interested in for people with disabilities, how common is the experience of arrest? And while I saw a lot of literature surrounding disabilities and people who are imprisoned in jails or prisons, I couldn't really find anything that looked at people with disabilities as a population to really see how common this occurrence is in that community. And so I was able to use an existing database to calculate the cumulative probability of people with disabilities, specifically physical, sensory, cognitive, and emotional disabilities, of being arrested by age 28. Wow. So a lot of thought went into this. So what were the key results you got from this study? The key results are really that people with disabilities are at an increased risk of arrest. And this is true across all the racial and gender groups that I looked at. And then the difference in the probability of arrest between those with and without disabilities varied by racial group and gender. And so what was the more likely percentage? People with disabilities were about 42% likely to be arrested by age 28 compared to 29% of those without disabilities. And then when we broke it down by race, people with disabilities who are black or Hispanic are at an increased risk compared to people who are white, even who have disabilities, and that the probability of arrest between those with and without disabilities varied. And so if you look among whites, it's around 12 percentage points. But if you look among blacks, a little over 55% being arrested by age 28. I see. And what are the public health implications of these findings? I think it really points to how large this disparity is. And I think that we talk a lot as a society about the imprisonment of people, particularly with serious mental illnesses. But this study kind of shows how early this starts. And it also shows how health intersects with race to put certain people at a larger risk. And so I think that the largest public health implication is that we need to get people better access to resources so that they can be in better health, but we also need to work with systems such as the criminal justice system to reduce risk, perhaps through things like training. While this study was only intended to describe the problem, I really hope that it's kind of a first step towards creating other research studies that address causal mechanisms, but also to start conversations that can lead to reforms. Obviously, it's the police who are doing the arresting. Is there any special training that you think they might need to be more aware of this, more sensitive to it? Certainly. I think that having training that can help police officers to better identify people with disabilities, but also to learn how having a disability may affect compliance would be extremely beneficial. And I think that in conjunction with more de-escalation training would be beneficial. In my study, I use a couple of vignettes about people who were killed during police interactions. And there's a study by the Ruderman Foundation that found that between a third and half of police-related deaths involve somebody with a disability. And I think that a lot of that relies on de-escalation training, that instead of reacting to somebody as if their behavior is criminal, we can react in a way to try and de-escalate the situation instead of escalate. For listeners who maybe are disabled or have a family member who is disabled, what thoughts could you share with them and perhaps any advice you might have? 
for people who have disabilities who are concerned about this, they should talk to their local service agencies that work with people with disabilities about how they can collectively move to action. And then also communicate with police departments. Often police departments are kind of conceptualized as this national entity, and they certainly have a role there, but they're also people in our local communities. And so getting together with people who are experiencing arrests and who have disabilities and people who are police and talk about these issues, particularly in light of numbers that aren't quite as value-laden. You know, I know that issues around policing is a really hot topic right now, and that can cause different sides to get defensive. But I think one of the beauties of studies like this that are merely descriptive is that it's really just describing a problem. And often there are solutions in the communities themselves. And so starting conversations between institutions and community members can really be some of the most effective ways to create change. And so even though this is a national problem, I think attempting to tackle it on a local level with collaborations between citizens, community-based organizations, and institutions such as police can really make a difference in your local level. Aaron McCauley, a doctoral candidate in the field of policy analysis and management at Cornell University and lead author of this study that people with disabilities face a higher risk of being arrested. Aaron, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. That's it for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack Internet services are provided by Pair.com. Thanks to this week's contributors, Roy Mackey and Lisa G. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to join us next week for another edition of InfoTrack.